It's the Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2017. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Oh, welcome to almost the end of the week. What's happening? Uh, look, it's been a big week of getting a bunch of stuff done. But I, yesterday, Stuart Farrell, um, did a thing, and I'm always getting critiqued by people about... In fact, I think you and the jackpot once joined up together in a, a sort of mutinous... Disgustatroid of stews. Disgustatroid. And you and you picked on me because I uh, the way I cut sometimes when I'm cutting like a piece of cheese or something, <laughs> I'll put the I'll put listen I'll put the block of cheese in my hand. I was talking and I'll about cutting the, the cheese. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'll cut the knife. Use the knife. Didn't even know that existed. That expression. Cut. Really? Use the knife to cut towards me. Towards my thumb. Right. To get the piece of cheese off. And it towards my chest, right? So if I'm holding it up there. Yes. Anyway, uh, I get picked on for that and everyone says, oh, you'll, you'll cut yourself, you'll cut yourself badly. Oh, my God, I can't yeah, watch you with the knife. Oh, God, yourself. all that stuff. You don't cut mm. towards yourself. Anyway, um, when I was nine years old, I did I literally cut my finger almost off. Like I was hanging by a <laughs> bit of strain. Like went right through the tendon. That didn't learn you? Had to have plastic surgery, whole thing. But it wasn't because I was holding it wrong. It was because I was using a steak a knife chainsaw. and yes. glue at the same time. When you go to a hippie school, sometimes you're allowed to do uh, things that you wouldn't be allowed to do. strikes again two days in a row. <laughs> Anyway, thanks to everybody for the feedback about all of the things you were and weren't allowed to do in primary school. It's very, very exciting to have mm. a little book club group, uh, you know, fan club starting up again. Mm. Anyway, but I ignore people because I know how to use a knife. But yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> I used a very sharp knife. And that's the other thing. All the knives in our house are like you could basically, you may as well be cutting with a twig, right? Right. Whereas I went to mum's house and I was cutting a piece of bread and I was talking to her and it wasn't a bread knife, but it was like a super sharp knife. Couldn't find the bread knife. So I'm like doing that and I'm talking to her and just for some reason I stupidly had my thumb in the way. So it wasn't that I was cutting towards myself or any of those things, but it's just that when you are no, one of those people were, and you cut yourself, mm. everybody goes, I roll, you know, you had it coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get no sympathy. Ah. But I sliced like right through my thumbnail and yes. – You know, you know that pain – you know when you, you get the pain in your butt when you're hearing yeah. this? I'm getting <laughs> butt pain from hearing this story. I cut right through it and I cut like through it's quite a significant cut, right? To clarify, just the cheeks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> remind me about the butt thing in a minute. Anyway, yeah, sure. so I get this cut and it's bleeding everywhere. And yeah. I like I needed like quite a bit of action on this. Like there was a question, do I go and get it stitched up, right? And it's bleeding everywhere and it takes like four band-aids yes. over the whole top of the thumb. And mum gets me one of those gauze things and like, you know, I've got this big thumb, right? Mm-hmm. It, um, it's big band-aid thumb. Anyway, point is, um, I, wh- I thought, you know what, after the pain of this, this is whatever, who cares, right? You've mm-hmm. cut your thumb, big deal. What do you think it's, how, what, how do you think my workplace disability manifests itself? I'm trying to decipher the question. I'd like you to tell me the answer. <laughs> Scrolling on your phone. Is oh, yes. incredibly hard in a band-aid, <laughs> band-aided s- finger. Did you cut your right hand? I cut my left hand. I was going to say, I, because you're a righty, so you were well, in I'm cutting a righty, with your so right. So it's, it's easier, but if you are a double-thumb double texter, oh. 
like I I'll, I have to single 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 thumb text or oh Jesus the, or is the single really? this, this is, is problem this is small injustices isn't oh, it yes it well it I think it's minute injustices I don't oh, think it even qualifies damn it. as small I missed out on the Casey song I love mm. small injustices damn it anyway so I uh, this has been my workplace disability it has been very annoying I've been struggling oh, I think this all is offensive day. to people with actual workplace disabilities <laughs> of you course can't, it is. you I'm, sliced a finger with a, a knife and you can't true. text with both hands but in these in this someone day and get age, the NDIS on the phone please <laughs> oh, come on I that's not we're going to get anyway, you a high ace taxi yes but listen I did I do it was it, it it has rendered me somewhat incomprehensible in text message form uh, over the last 24. Anyway, huh. speaking of bottoms, you oh, were yes. talking of butts before, yes, right? Yes, not to remind you of your butt. Yeah, no, not my butt, but oh. a, a somebody who, okay, how do I put this? And especially if he ever listens to the podcast. Butt story coming up. Butt story coming up, right? There's a person who is like my superior in a workplace context, in a creative workplace context, so like my actual what I love work, my writing work. Well, because you usually say you have no superior when it comes to writing. Oh, you're so witty. Mm. I've never said that. Anyway, uh-huh, and uh, in relation to uh, badly worded um, media marketing campaigns, I am, there is nobody who is my superior. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so I this person said to me, I was like, how are you? He said, I've just done a huge road trip. Right, mm. and we don't know each other super well, but I totally like he's. Uh, I have this I really respect his approach to everything. Like it's just oh, been his. Look out! Yeah, right. Office romance. Uh, no, 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 really. Oh. Anyway, you Let's just go, your brain just resets. It's like factory reset is office romance. Well, you're. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a factory setting. It so is. you you are about to talk about your superiors, but. I am. That is true. Yes. Sorry, well, that is slightly. Uh, sorry dis- for me putting two and two together. <laughs> no, 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 no. So he says to me, "I'm, I'm okay. I've just spent the last two days driving across the country, right? You never saw like butt. literally yes. from uh, the northern part, I think, of New South Wales, Maybe all the way down to literally Tasmania, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, and it was getting a little bit difficult because about halfway through, I developed a twitching buttock." <laughs> Yeah, well, it was what my... is a twitching butter? Is, is it like a, a a scene thing? Is it like a wink, but a, an explicit wink? Is it I reckon like... a twitching buttock, if you were driving, particularly, and he said it was his driving foot, like his accelerate, his right foot. Right. And he said it, there were points where I thought, oh, I think I might have to pull up. <laughs> because his twitching right buttock may have like, buttock. you know, put the foot down a little bit. You know, at the wrong moment. So he was having gone, spasms, forcing him to go over the speed limit at uh, sporadic times. I'm not sure it was quite over the speed limit, but but, but it was, you know, it, it looks a little unpredictable. What was he doing pre-road uh, trip to force he's, his butt to be spasming? He's moving. So he's moving from one part of Australia to another. Right. And um, so, you know, in the time when you move interstate, which I've never don't if I have. You know, I went to, I don't know if you know, but I lived in Boston. Oh, but no, on, if you move a, yes. like your whole family and you've got kids and the whole thing and you move interstate mm-hmm. and you have all these work deadlines and stuff, which which were happening, yep. um, and you are just so working flat stick, not probably, I don't know, but I would imagine not a lot of, not getting a lot of steps up, but yep. pure bodily exhaustion at the same time. Yes. 
bottom twitchy. Like, same sort of thing, eyelid twitchy. Do you ever get eyelid twitchy? Yes, but isn't that, well, see, one imbecile told me once that that uh, (laughs) meant that I was going to come into money if it was your left eye. And I can tell you right now, I think that was told to me at primary school, if not early high. And uh, the, uh, the person looking into their crystal ball, it wasn't quite functioning correctly on that day because... No. Uh, yes, but yeah, I do get... Uh, not so much anymore. You know what I used to get around the eyes is... Uh, and we used to call them calcium deposits. But yeah. I, I... Well, that's what someone... Out, it might have been the same person that told me I was going to get rich with <laughs> yeah. my winky eye. What would you rather, a winky eye or a winky butt cheek? I don't... I, both of them sound horrible to me. What if you I, both I at the same to... time? I used to get winky eye all the time. And and you're convinced everybody looks like, you know, everybody's like... Looking at you. Thinking that you're like Winky McWinky. You know what I mean? Or you better have a real breakdown. Yeah, but actually nobody can see anything. That's the thing. So it's that thing of like, I feel insane, but I'm not... My dad used to tell this story about this guy. Maybe I shouldn't tell this story. Go on, start it. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, and he said... And about this guy, and he used to work... At a place that dad used to go and work in, right? Mm-hmm. And he turned up, dad used to turn up and this guy was so nice. He had this lovely big smile and every time he saw dad, he'd look up at him and he'd wink at him and dad would go, what a nice guy. And then every time dad would wink back and then he'd see him again and he'd wink and dad would wink back. And dad was like, that guy is the nicest guy. And then he said to um, somebody, isn't he a lovely guy? And everyone was like, yeah, he is a lovely guy. He was just the loveliest guy. And then they went to a meeting, a board meeting, mm-hmm. and he winked the whole time. Right. <laughs> He twitched. He had a twit. Like oh. he had a. So and was your dad, dad winking had been back mimicking at him? him. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. For like six months, dad had been looking <laughs> at him and going, you would "Wink, <laughs> right back at you, buddy." Right oh, but God. you would think that if, if say I had a twitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I w- it was a winky twitch. Yeah. And someone, I'd say, "Hi, mate." Wink, wink. Yeah. And then the other person would wink, wink back. You would think after maybe day two, you'd say, oh, by the way, uh, as much as I like, yeah, I've actually got a twitch of some description. But you see, I don't think it was like that. I think it was more like he knew who he was and they'd see each other across the, I think it was in like the, you know, film commission or something like some big place where they'd they'd never really chat, but he was the big boss. So dad knew who he was. He knew who dad was. So he'd be like, g'day across the room. But they'd never <laughs> and then one time the first time they actually got to chat was in the meeting right. and he just winked the whole way through and dad just sat there going, I want the world to swallow me up. I uh, just you, think, you think the other guy knew? Guy. Oh, he, I reckon it would happen to him all the time. That's what I said to dad. Right. Dad was like, I know because it was really, it was really winky. It's not like some people have like a, like I know a few people who've got like a slight thing where you, it, it takes you a while to adjust. Like which eye do I look at or like how, you know, how do I deal with the slight What about the glass eye? Where, but movement. the glass eye is off skewer and it lo- it's sort of looking off into space. And uh, I, then, I saw a thing the other day that yeah. was just in passing in social media and it was about the fact there are like a dozen people in the world or something who make, that's probably wrong, but who make – Glass eyes. It's like a really complicated thing to do. And That's it's done rubbish. by hand. I'm no, calling not, shenanigans. No, no, it's not half a dozen. Otherwise, it'd be like five hundred thousand dollars for an eyeball. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's half a dozen really, but there, there are. It's a very specific art, and people do it for their whole job. And it's not like here's a factory eye. It's like 
you know, Belinda from the eye factory is going to stand there and she's going to make a perfect eye for you. Well, you know, they're not doing a very good job because every glass eye that I've seen <laughs> looks like it's been stuck in by, it looks like a marble with, with uh, liquid paper on it. Like really. it And it's off looking off the wrong way. It's uh, usually a different size. It's certainly got a lot more white than the regular eye. What would you do, Lauren Clark, if you yes. were, say, you know, you got tired of cutting your fingers off and you actually stabbed the knife <laughs> into your face and took an <laughs> eyeball out, Yeah. would you go the glass eye yeah. or patch? Patch for sure, mate. I would, so you'd have the empty dry story. socket. Oh, yeah, see, that kind of makes you feel a bit wrong about that. I but know, you but could stash I... stuff in there. Like if you're going overseas, <laughs> you could put diamonds or drugs or, you know, something in there and put your eye patch on. I just think an eye patch is really cool. Like I remember somebody telling me about this thing in advertising Mm. where um, some genius, some advertising genius once was like, you know what, Uh, women actually find, you know, they're not, women aren't stupid at being advertised to because they've been advertised to like since for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm. So they're like, perhaps not that and perhaps not half a dozen people making eyes, but you Mm. know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe prone to exaggeration. But the the thing is... the having, um, I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. What was I talking about? You're saying women being marketed to. Women being marketed to. That's right. Having um, all these like hot guys in like, you know, country road looking, this is in the 70s. You know those 70s hot hot guy images? Like and the it's sort like of dudes in cardigans. Hair like, salons. Yeah, exactly, right? right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Well, good call. Um, that sort of thing. And this person was like, you know, women are actually – interested in in interesting men men who've got something and so they put a dude in an eye patch in one of the and the jumper just solved for billion people really? bought the, yeah and i think it just gives like if you see somebody with an <laughs> eye patch on a train you're scared of them so how great is that like i don't know well, you want to you want to you want to scare everyone no, you are a I power just, trooper no no i don't want to scare everyone i just think like if everyone's going to stare at you anyway, which they might not, and there might be some listeners who've got prosthetic whatevers who might yeah, say, you know, know, yeah, like it's not actually. Do you have to moisturise the socket? I don't know. Would yeah, there I... be like eyeball socket special but there'd be moisturizer? A whole world. There'd be a whole world. Because you're sticking it's your like... hand inside your head. Well, it's like when you have, when you play a musical instrument and you're mm. like, and everyone thinks that person plays a musical instrument and oh. you and all the people who play that musical instrument know that you have to grease your corks. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to do when you play the oboe. Uh, and course. you have to grease your like, corks. Grease your corks, wet your reeds. Grease like... your corks, you get a twitchy butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stuart, yes. I, I... I don't play the oboe, by the way. <laughs> you clearly. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Having just done um, a small injustice <laughs> without the theme song, I'm now going to do a tiny injustice. Well, it was an incredibly small injustice. Yes, uh, I am now going to do Mailbag Monday. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, no, I I just wanted to mention Jess, right? Hero yes. of our times, BC of something or other. I'm not sure what. I think it was actually Jess um, that coined the term "shiver me tingies." Coined the term "shiver me tingies." Let's let us never forget. Let mm. us praise. Praise she's be. Our, oh. she, she's our uh, also roving bureau chief. Now that we've we've decided we have to acknowledge our bureau chiefs more, 
Jess is our bureau fact, chief. In fact, while we're doing that, can we just welcome uh, Gilad? Oh yes, Canadian now. Re oh, uh, moved okay. Canadian bureau chief. Did we already have a Canadian Toronto bureau chief? Yeah, and, so, and he's moved mm. to Toronto, so there may be Maybe some a kind clash. of a regional might have to start. Div- divide up the town a bit, and also big since we're going international. Big shout out to our listener who. Uh, Sent us a message yesterday about having a laugh on a Amsterdam tram uh, while listening to the podcast. It's always nice to hear people from far away. Uh, so good. Yes. Oh my god, so good. Um, if you're somewhere interesting, please tell us. Always, it's the best. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one says uh, Jess, right? Wrote. Where's it gone? It's disappeared, and my phone's on one percent battery. And it's you know oh. the morning. The day's going well. Um, I'd like to keep a thing, a uh, charger next to my bed. ABC, always be charging. Same, but I uh, thought it was turned on and it wasn't. Okay, anyway, um, uh, somebody, here we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is it. I peed my pants. Oh, <laughs> yes. Pr- this is in relation not. to uh, our conversations about primary school. Oh, yes. I peed my pants in prep in Italian class. I was too scared to talk because we had to speak Italian. And the only clothes my size were a boy's uniform. Oh, scusa and I was publicly shaped scusa pee That's Italian. Uh-huh. Uh, it still gives me a shame tingy. Wow. Now, I put it to you. That a shame tingy is actually not a bad concept. <laughs> I think with the internet, we'd be able to find shame tingy. No, no, not that real sort quick. of. No, no, no. Don't you turn my innocent. I like the sunshine oh, and shower I into me, a porno. Could you not mention sunshine and showers when you're talking about wetting your pants, please? Now. Oh, Stuart, really? See, look at oh. you. Look what you're doing. You're ruining oh, everything really? for everybody. I have had How support. So- I can't remember who it was. Somebody on Twitter, Stephen, maybe on Twitter, said. Shut up. I like it when it's sunny in the shower as well. Not the same way. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, listen. Hey, Shush. whatever your shame tingy is, it's up to you, man. You're listen. Hey, yes. hey. What? Shame tingy is not that. A shame tingy is when you go, you, you actually, it's a bad tingy. And I reckon you can have one <laughs> about, <laughs> listen, a listen. bad tingy. About, I reckon you can have one about retrospective. Like my sister and I were walking down the street the other day that and there was a bloke walking towards us. And he was shaking his head and sort of smiling, but squinting in a sort of, oh, my God, kind of way. And my sister and I said, we walked, you know, we went further along, so we were out of earshot. Mm. Both of us turned to each other kind of at the same time and said, I really wanted to say to him, don't worry, the person that you said that embarrassing thing that you're thinking about right now to Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably doesn't think about it the same way you are. Like it was obviously one of those moments. Reliving it. Perhaps it's not tinky, perhaps it's an attack. A it's a attack. shame attack. Shame attack. Wow. A shame attack or a like, yeah, like a horror attack. It's a, one of my favourite comedians, Dave Barry, who I've talked about before, mm-hmm. one of my favourite like, you know, columnists. He, now we established yesterday you don't know comedy though, but yes, go on. No, we didn't. You and I did in a text message because you're an idiot. End of story. Anyway, <laughs> oh. Dave Barry used to write these columns in the 80s. He hasn't written since then and I was wondering the other day why. But anyway. He used He's to write dead. these columns in the, He's not in the eighties, and he literally won a Pulitzer for them. He's like, I think the only person, certainly the only person of whom I'm aware, who um, has a <laughs> what Pulitzer for funny I know, writing. I just thought, don't play with your Pulitzer because you'll get a shame tingy. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I, don't, I don't know how I went there. I, did, oh. I don't know. You were saying Pulitzer, I say Pulitzer. Perhaps it was wow. that. You're talking about shame tingies. I'm sorry. I'm apologising. I'm an idiot. You yes. said it. Yes. Anyway, Dave yes. Barry's got a Pulitzer. 
He's also in a band called. <laughs> oh. he's, he's in a band called the Rock Bottom Remainders with oh, like yeah, Amy with Tan Stephen King. and Stephen King. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Um, that other that other one. You know, Matt Goney from from Simpsons. Simpsons. So it's rich fatties playing. Totally, and he they would say that, but they're really right. funny about it. Anyway. Okay. He wrote a column, which I'll try and find somewhere on the internet, but it was before, it was like a, you know, newspaper column. And it was about, would you stop? Of what? I'm and it loving was about, this. And it was about how um, he reckons a lot of like unexplained like suicides or like accidents in the home or whatever, mm. uh, people like suddenly remembering something horrifyingly embarrassing that happened a long time ago. Oh, yes. And remember We've I told you. We've all got him. Also told you about Alan Bennett, who tells this amazing story in one of, I think it's just one of his diaries oh. about um, how he, he there's this embarrassing, oh no, no, it was in one of his books, his autobiographical kind of books, uh, about how he was on, he went to his, when he, when he was a kid, he went to this other kid's house and as he was talking to the, to the kid's parents, he sat on something and as he was in the act of sitting, he realised that it was actually a table. It was a little like, you know, card table type thing. Yeah. And he looked at their faces and he realised from their faces that, that that was the wrong thing. What he was doing was the wrong thing. But he was sort of trying to deal with the awkwardness of it in some way and he decided to just own it. So he's sitting there and he owns it and whatever. Mm. And he says to this day, like every single other person in that scenario is long dead. The kid's dead. <laughs> Both <laughs> the parents are dead. And he said, but to this day, I still get hot and confused <laughs> when I think about it. You know, and that mm. is a shame tingy or maybe a shame attack. Or a tingy shame tingy. We, we, look, we've got our own universe, our own people. And They'll understand. Vocab. Shame tingy. That's shame it. Tingy. It's a shame tingy. So, Jess, right. thank you very much. Well, we've added it to it. So, if you do have a shame tingy, you can always get in contact. And we could open up a Wednesday or Thursday the shame tingy files. Ah, and you know why that might be helpful? The shame tingy files is a great idea. You no. know why? Because remember, we've told this, we've mentioned this before, but remember that we used to have people, uh, when we did Radio School of Hard Knocks, and we'd interview <sighs> people, yes. and we'd interview person after person after person, and everybody who wrote, uh, autobiographical stuff, we ended up asking the same question because we wanted to do a bit of research on it. And Why are you here? A little secret, like, you know, within, that was the extent of the research. But that was, <laughs> it, was we'd say, does when when you're writing it down, does the act of writing it down change anything? Oh, and they your, all yeah. said, uh, well, beforehand, I remembered it all really intricately and beautifully and I wrote it down and now I sort of don't remember it. <laughs> It's gone. It goes yeah. onto the page and it gets out of your head. So maybe if you share your shame tingy in the uh, shame tingy yes, files, yes. then you don't get all hot and confused 45 years later after oh, everybody's died. Warren Clark, how do these shameful, sinful, disgusting people get in contact with us? Oh, gosh. This I'm is talking the, like a priest. You are talking like you went to a what school was it? Catholic Brothers. That's the one. Stuart well, Christian Farrell. Brothers, actually. Christian oh, hit brothers. me for that. Oh, no. Don't hit me, brother. I'm sorry. Oh, God. We used to get hit. I know. I know. You've told me this story. Education. Oh, so not education. Hi. Anyway, Stuart Farrell, uh, you're an interesting human being and <laughs> I... <laughs> you're you going to tell people how to get in contact with I've us? I've really loved... I loved whatever your comment was before. Which His one? Pulitzer <laughs> something. Anyway. Yeah, play with your Pulitzer, you'll get a shame tanky. Yeah. This is 
is well, not it's not anything bad. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's not. It's like if don't, don't, don't fondle your Logie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are just a... Uh, anyway, Stuart, they can find pig. us at stupidlyvig.com. We're mm. Stupidly Big on Twitter and Instagram and iTunes. Mm. We can go and give us a rating and a review and we would That'd love you nice. to do that. Please go and do it if you haven't done it. it and helps if you us a haven't, lot. come and say hello. We would love you to do that. If you have a shame tingy, if you are somewhere interesting, even if it is vaguely interesting, even if it is not right in the middle of Melbourne. Mm. <laughs> Anything more than less than that is great. More than that is great. Stuart Farrell, will I see you tomorrow? I'll be back. It's gonna be Big Friday tomorrow. Big Friday. Oh, and in fact, Fingers crossed here. I wonder what the uh, High Court's going to bring down today and read this uh, postal vote on uh, uh, marriage equality. Yeah. We may have a lot to talk about or nothing to talk about at all because we don't usually talk about current affairs, but we'll see. Rubbish, we don't. We accidentally do unresearched and... Uh, <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> Half-cocked. Yes. <laughs> so let's look forward to that. Yeah, no, that'll be interesting, Steve Farrell. Mm. All right, uh, see you for Big Friday, my friend. All right.